You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! I'm starving! On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. We are, of course, presented by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Most of you know that. Five teams, seven years, classic temp job in my 20s. Thank goodness, because my whole life is because of that now. I've got a few small businesses that kind of revolve around football for the most part. Get a chance to call games for both CBS on television. That Falcons-Bears game was fun last Sunday. Westwood won on the radio. We have some playoff games coming up. I'm fired up about. And, of course, absolutely love the podcast network. Ross Tucker Football Podcast had TJ Edwards, the Bears linebacker, speaking of the Bears, on today's Ross Tucker Football Podcast. This is the last week. We'll be doing two episodes of the Fantasy Feast podcast. Next week, we'll throttle back a little bit and just do one a week. But we're still breaking down all of these games. And we're breaking them down. Basically, we do it all offseason. We'll have February will be a lot of kind of recapping with Joe, what we learned and takeaways from the season that are always very helpful for season long. But I kind of call this, Joe... To me, this is like DFS season now. Week 18 in the playoffs, it's like DFS season, isn't it? Well, most fantasy leagues are over. Um, if, if if it's not, you're going to find out why yours should be over. Um, look, the, there's a reason the NFL itself schedules these games in week 17. At, basically, at the end of week 17 is when the NFL actually schedules the times for the week 18 games. Because the NFL knows that so many of these teams have uh, incongruous motivation. They don't, like, some teams are playing for their lives. Other teams are just trying to limp across the finish line, while other teams are just trying to get healthy for the playoffs. So there's so much going on here where playing time is askew all of your analysis basically goes out the window in week number 18 so what we're going to focus on in these podcasts here these two podcasts we're going to go game by game and i'm going to tell you mostly the first thing is the motivation of the teams to play um is this team locked into a playoff spot is this team fighting for its playoff lives is this team red hot and might want to continue uh, and and not blow up the motivation. Has this team kind of hit a slump and are they trying to crack out of that before they head into the playoffs? So those are the real key factors here. And when you play DFS this week, and now I would never consider myself a massive DFS pro. I leave that to our guy, Scott Barrett over at fantasypoints.com. What I think the basic DFS player wants to focus on this week, um, and this is where the DFS guys have to talk about, uh, you know, constructing the right lineup in terms of of rostership and ownership of these players. What I like to focus on is, well, who are the teams who are playing in a game where the motivation is is one hundred percent across the board? Who are the and and who are maybe some of the scrubs who are going to be low priced? 
playing for a team that doesn't have anything to play for. Got it. Interesting. Um, well, let's start with these games then. Mm-hmm. We got a couple of them on Saturday. There's definitely incongruous motivation, Joe. Love that. That could be the name mm-hmm. of like a, a a band. Incongruous motivation. Um, Steelers taking yeah. on the Ravens. Well, this is the perfect example, isn't it? The Steelers basically need to win. They need to win, and uh, they need either the Jaguars or the Bills to lose this week for them to get into the playoffs. The Steelers are starting Mason Rudolph, who um, obviously has been uh, better for them than Kenny Pickett or Mitchell Trubisky has been this season. They're going to continue to start Mason Rudolph. Um, The Steelers... The Steelers, I think, can lose, but they basically need a ton of teams to lose um, to get into the playoffs. So basically, all you need to know is the Steelers are playing to win. They're going to focus on the run game. We know that. Najee Harris and Jalen Warren both ran like Mack trucks last week uh, in that contest for for Pittsburgh. And I expect they're going to continue to do that. And very, like, I was going up against our guy Tom Brawley in a championship matchup last week, and he had George Pickens. And... If, if George Pickens broke one of those touchdowns that it looked like he was going to at the end of the game, I would have lost. Um, Mason Rudolph has unlocked George Pickens, and George Pickens has become a a next uh, – he's really taken the next step as a fantasy asset with Mason Rudolph at quarterback. I know it's been just two games, but George Pickens on a Pittsburgh team that's motivated in this game against a Baltimore team that is not, probably a pretty good option for your betting market and your DFS. What about the Ravens on offense, Joe? They do have a pretty good backup quarterback. They, uh, Yeah, so Tyler Huntley, like maybe if you're looking to save some DFS cash, um, he's going to play in this game. The Ravens have locked up um, the number one seed. I do not expect that they are going to play their starters in this game. If they do, it's going to be for a series or two. Lamar Jackson's locked up the MVP award. So I think we're going to see a lot of Tyler Huntley, a lot of Tylen Wallace, uh, a lot of Charlie Kohler. Uh, the backup tight end, and a lot of Melvin Gordon in this game for the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens have no reason to play their starters. That is such a huge advantage, I feel like. What about the Saturday night win-in-your-in scenario, Joe, between the Texans and the Colts? Well, here's here's a game where you just – everybody is who's in your lineup is going to be in your lineup. Now, here's the problem for the Texans. They can't stay healthy at wide receiver. Robert Woods is banged up now. Noah Brown has picked up a back injury. So I expect that uh, C.J. Stroud is going to be throwing the ball a lot to Nico Collins, and he's going to be throwing the ball a lot to Dalton Schultz in this game, maybe a lot of carries for Devin Singletary. The Texans banged up at wide receiver, um, but their starters are in in this game. They are going to play their guys against the Indianapolis Colts. Let's get to the Colts on the other side. Yep, so um, a little bit of a weird game last week because Michael Pittman didn't seem to get the, didn't get the target volume that we're used to seeing from, uh, from Michael Pittman in their win against the Raiders. Um, Pittman, a guy who... Basically, when Gardner Minshew's played quarterback, is is getting 10, 11, 12, 13 targets a game, got just seven last week. But they have to play their guys. Indianapolis has to play their guys. So, really, the two Colts who you can trust for fantasy all year, or at least of late, Michael Pittman and Jonathan Taylor, those guys are in your lineup this week. Tampa Bay is at Carolina. The Bucks need to win. Yep. The Panthers, I mean, any positive vibe, Joe? 
you had from how they did offensively nope. against the Packers gone just totally went out the door against the Jags and their doofus owner has uh has put the spotlight on himself again maybe at least that's good for Bryce Young that David Tepper's out there throwing drinks at people I mean come on man like I, I don't know what the heck the guy's doing but look look with Carolina, you might be using Chuba Hubbard. You know, maybe you've been using Adam Thielen, but whatever. Like, I know they, they had a great game against the Packers, but then they get shut out by the Jaguars. Just just a disaster. DJ Chark scored two touchdowns uh, in week 16 against the Packers. He gets catches one pass for 18 yards on six targets. The, the, the Panthers are a two-man fantasy team, and it's bad for fantasy. It's Adam Thielen or Chuba Hubbard, and... Um, I, I don't. I don't want to use either one of these guys, even though the Bucks. Though this is a gettable defense, in my opinion, I don't want to use either one of these guys for fantasy. Come on, man, it, it, it's bad right now, uh, and and Carolina is going to have to completely reorganize itself in the offseason. What about Joe the Bucks offensively? Um, just a complete bedwetting last week um, against the New Orleans Saints. Baker Mayfield. Baker did come back in the second half, at least in the fourth quarter. And played a little bit better, but he played terribly for the first three quarters. You know, I was sitting here. I don't know if I mentioned it on this podcast or one of the other 900 podcasts I do. But last week, I'm thinking, you know, Baker, man, like, he's the best quarterback in the NFC South. And they're playing great. And he's going to be their starter next year. And then he comes out and has a horrible first three quarters against the New Orleans Saints. It's time for Baker to bounce back. Mike Evans, uh, Chris Godwin in play Rashad white who'd been a league winner all season he drops just 10 fantasy points in the in the fantasy championship week but I expect that he's going to be back at it against Carolina in a must-win game for the Buccaneers the Buccaneers have every motivation in the world uh to play their guys and to play well in this game Joe what's your level of confidence in Bryce Young next year it's it's low right now. I'm not giving up because of what I saw against the Packers, and I really liked Bryce Young coming out. I thought he, I thought he should have been the first pick in the draft. I did. I'm not going to try to go back on that. Now I don't know if I would have given up what the, the 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 Panthers gave up for him. That's easy to say in hindsight, but I thought he should have been the first pick in the draft. Carolina needs to nail its offseason hiring. And I, I'm just not sure that that environment where there's no number one overall pick, where the owner is volatile, to say the least, is going to be an appealing job. That being said, I didn't think the Texans job was an appealing job either. D'Amico Ryans took it and is a coach of the year. I don't think he's going to win, but he's a coach of the year candidate in Houston. So the right guy coming in, taking a, a head coaching job, of which there are just 32, by the way. Um, we always say, oh, that's not an appealing job, but there's just 32 of these jobs. Somebody's going to find it appealing, but Carolina needs to nail this higher. Let's talk about Cleveland and Cincinnati. It's the Browns who I believe are locked into that five seed, yeah. right? I don't expect the Browns are going to play their starters in this game. You might get a series of Joe Flacco because, you know, Joe Flacco, you know, he he's played for basically just a month. Um, but he's been amazing. Maybe he wants to keep some keep some uh, uh, momentum going. But I, I expect that Joe Flacco is not going to play very much in this game. Amari Cooper's dinged up. Elijah Moore picked up a concussion. It's very scary concussion in that game. I don't expect those guys to play. Um, 
I think we're going to see a lot of P.J. Walker and Pierre Strong in this game. The rookie, Cedric Tillman, I think is going to be their top receiver in this game. I don't expect David Njoku to play, so Harrison Bryant and Jordan Aikens are going to get a lot of snaps. The Browns are locked into the number five seed. I do not expect them to play their starters in this game. Sounds like the Bengals, though, they, they really want to finish with a winning season. I know that they're out of it, but yeah. I saw some quotes where they're they're all in to try to get at least a winning season. Yeah, and, and look, they're going up against likely P.J. Walker in a preseason Browns team. What you know? What's more important for Cincinnati? To get a winning season or to get into the offseason without Jamar Chase, you know, needing shoulder surgery or something like that? Like, that, those are the things you look at. Yeah, I mean, maybe the players who are healthy. Joe Mixon, by the way, is like 50 yards shy of 1,000 rushing yards. So... You also have to keep that in mind. There are some contractual motivations for some of these players. But for the most part, Cincinnati, T. Higgins, another hamstring injury. Jamar Chase is playing through a shoulder injury. How much are these guys going to play in this game, if at all? T. Higgins is going into you know an offseason where he's going to hit the market. So T. Higgins does not want to hit the market with uh, worse hamstrings than he already has. So those are the things you have to keep in mind outside of, oh, we want to have a winning season. Like, is T. Higgins going to care if he's trying to negotiate with the Kansas City Chiefs this offseason? Like, is he going to care? Oh, yeah, I, I really messed up my hamstring, but we won that meaningless Week 18 game, baby. No, I, those are the things that I'm, I'm, I don't expect Cincinnati to really go nuts with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins in this game. After you set your DraftKings DFS lineup and you do so using the code Ross, make it easy on yourself. Order in on DoorDash. Now you can root for your squad while your food and drinks are on the way. So that means burgers, chips, dips, soda, pizza, wings, so much more. And it's delivered straight to your door. You got to have something to wash it down. You know how I roll. I roll with Labatt Blue Light. If you want to take things to the next level, enjoy these games on Saturday and Sunday with friends or family. Live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Joe, let's move on. Vikings and Lions still upset that the Vikings only scored 10 points. Killed my overbet on the Even Money Betting Podcast. Because the Packers put up 33. Anya was 12 or 13 points from the Vikings. Jaron Hall experiment did not go well. No, it did not. Um, it looks like they're they're probably going to go back to uh, Nick Mullins this week um, and, and carry some momentum into the offseason. So here's one of those teams where they're eliminated, but Kevin O'Connell is not going to lose his job. Um, they're still trying to build some positive momentum for the future. You know, I wouldn't... This is the thing where they're probably going to go to Mullins just because the Jaron Hall experiment didn't go well. But if they started Hall this week, you would at least understand it. Get the kids some reps. You know, Kirk Cousins is a free agent, so you have to carry this into the offseason, see what you're going to do at the quarterback position. But Kevin O'Connell wants to to end on a high note because he's not going anywhere. So this is the kind of team where I expect that the Vikings, you know, Ty Chandler looking to nail down that starting running back job next year. I expect these guys to try to carry some momentum. So they're going to play, and I think they're going to play hard, and I think they want to view themselves as spoilers because the Lions can still get the number two seed um, in the NFC, but the Eagles and the Cowboys both have to lose. So 
the Lions are one of those interesting teams for fantasy this week where, look, Dan Campbell last year when the Lions were basically already eliminated from the playoff contention. Remember, they played on Sunday night football and they needed, I believe, they needed a loss um, by a team earlier in the day. Yeah. I think it was the I think it was the Seahawks in order for their game to mean something for the playoffs. But Dan Campbell took them into the get that game and said, "We're going to kick the Packers' ass and we're going to play spoiler." And they did. Now the shoe's kind of on the other foot a little bit, but I expect that Detroit is going to play their starters at least for the first half of this game, and maybe they'll do some scoreboard watching. If they see Philly's up big, they see Dallas is up big, maybe they'll be um, maybe they'll they'll be a little proactive in pulling their starters, but I expect that the Lions are going to start this game at least with their starters. After halftime, depending on what happens with the Eagles and the Cowboys, I'm not too sure about that, but the history of Dan Campbell suggests he's going to play his guys in this game. Let's talk about the Jets and the Patriots. It sounds like the Jets are going to bring back the same head coach and general manager. Patriots is a totally different story. I have no idea. Yeah, curious to hear what you're thinking. Um, for the Patriots, you play you, you play Zeke Elliott. That's who you play for for the Patriots. Look, it's not pretty, but he's been getting a ton of touches with Ramondre Stevenson on IR, and he's been scoring touchdowns, and that's kind of all you need. Uh, from Zeke Elliott for the Jets. They're kind of acting, I guess, Ross, like this season didn't happen, essentially. Oh, Aaron Rodgers played four plays and got hurt, and he's been flapping his gums on every podcast he can get his hands on, and outside of that, they're just going to act like, look, we, we went all in for Aaron Rodgers. He got hurt. We like our team. We kept it together for half the season, and then things collapsed on us. We're going to take it into next year, and we're going to see if we can run it back. So the Jets are going to play their guys. They're going to play Brees Hall. They're going to play uh, Garrett Wilson. Um, Brees Hall's been great of late. Um, he's finally picked up um, some mo- – some, uh, not – motivation but he's picked up some room to run in the run game the last two weeks against Washington and Cleveland and he's been fantastic in the passing game all year that's really where he's made his hay as a as a fantasy asset as for Garrett Wilson he's already over a thousand yards receiving on the year he needs seven catches to get a hundred catches and a hundred catches and a thousand yards receiving given what he's dealt with this year would be a hell of an accomplishment yeah, man, it really would. That's a good point. And I and I can tell you that those things happen sometimes this late in the year where they're yeah. aware of certain milestones or contract incentives for guys. Because I've seen some guys really go for it. And I've seen other teams try mm-hmm. to prevent a guy from getting a sizable contract incentive, try to save the money. Yeah, that, that, that's not ugly. great for. Uh, I don't know if that's great for free agent negotiations in the future, but uh, but uh, hey, uh, some teams handle it handle it the, their own way. Let's get to uh, your favorite team, Joe, the Atlanta Falcons <laughs> and the New Orleans Saints. Uh, if the Falcons rested their starters, would we notice? <laughs> like, hey, they're gonna bench. Kyle Pitts this week for Jonu Smith. They're going to take out Drake London and put in Kadaryl Hodge. They're they're, they're not going to give the ball to Bijan Robinson. They're going to give it to Tyler Algier this week. We wouldn't notice anyway. No, Atlanta's eliminated. 
I guess Farty Artie Smith is coaching for his job. Um, and uh, excuse me, I'm I am completely wrong. Atlanta is not eliminated. No, they're not. This is. I was the, I was gonna let you go on until and then correct you. Yeah, I, I I'm thinking I'm just. They wishing need to they win were. and they need the Panthers to beat the Bucks. Right. I'm just wishing they were. So this team actually had. I am completely wrong. My apologies. I'm just wishing Arthur Smith was eliminated, but he is not. Uh, and maybe they could tor- continue to torture us into the playoffs. What Atlanta needs is they need to beat the Saints and the Bucks need to lose to the Panthers. It is the same exact deal. For the New Orleans Saints, they need to beat the Falcons. The Bucks need to lose to the Panthers. If the Bucks do not lose to the Panthers, this game does not matter. But here is the beauty of the NFL scheduling, Ross. Both of these games are at 1 p.m. Eastern. So um, maybe there's some scoreboard watching going on here. But I expect both of these teams are going to play all out because they both have a shot for the NFC South title. As, but with Atlanta, I don't think it matters because uh, they give the ball to their backups anyway. So um, carry on as you would with your Atlanta Falcons this week. I don't know if anybody's very interested in going nuts with the Atlanta Falcons in DFS anyway because that has been a losing proposition all season long. It is worth pointing out that uh, back in November when these two teams played, Chris Olave did have 114 receiving yards uh, in this game against Atlanta um, with A.J. Terrell, uh, I think he might have gotten dinged up in that game. So something worth pointing out, and obviously Alvin Kamara has an ankle injury. If he can't go, it looks like Jamal Williams will be in the backfield. And for the Saints, Joe? Um, Alvin Kamara is dealing with an ankle injury. If he can't go, I think Jamal Williams will be the guy oh, taking sorry, it sorry, over sorry. in the backfield. Um, Chris Olave had 100 yards the last time these two teams played, so certainly something that uh, – that Look, you're, the Saints are a better DFS proposition than the Falcons. The Falcons have been a DFS loser all year. I literally just heard you say that about Olave and Kamara, but <laughs> I was thinking about the Falcons and the game I just called for them on uh, on Sunday. I still would kind of like to see Arthur Smith with like a top 20 quarterback and just see what that would look like. Mm. Uh, it's funny, yeah, doing that Bears-Falcons I mean... game, I went on the uh, on the radio in Atlanta last week they want Justin Fields. Like they want the Bears to move on from Justin Fields and they want to get him in Atlanta. That would be interesting cuz he's would, like it would be interesting. A better Desmond Ritter, you yeah, know, like, like a faster, stronger, better in every way. I think Arthur Smith wants to run the football. I mean, I think that's ultimately what he wants to do. That's why they spent a top 10 pick on Bijan Robinson despite already having a 1000-yard back in the backfield. And Justin Fields would obviously um, uh, help them run the football m- much more effectively. Uh, it's just that the the lack of usage for two other top 10 picks is what's driving me nuts, and it's driven us nuts all year. What about the Jaguars and the Titans, Joe? So the Jaguars obviously have plenty of motivation. They need to uh, win, win for the AFC South. Um, they can lose and get into the playoffs, but ultimately all you need to know from a fantasy perspective is they need to win to win the NF- AFC South. Um, the other thing for the Jaguars to note, uh, Christian Kirk, uh, just as we uh, came on air here recording this podcast, he was designated to return from IR, could return this week against the Titans. Um, that that might be more of a playoff move for the Jaguars, but keep an eye on his status. Christian Kirk could return, and obviously we have to look at the status of Trevor Lawrence, but I do expect him to play this week. On the other side, the Titans, pretty clear Vrabel wants to win the game. Well, Vrabel always wants to win. Um, Will Levis, 
uh, has a high ankle sprain and a foot injury. I don't expect him to play. Could be the last hurrah for Ryan Tannehill as he maybe heads to the open market and searches for maybe a job to compete. But he got dinged up late in that game last week as well. Um, but could this be the the swan song for uh, for Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry as Tennessee Titans? Two really good players for the Tennessee Titans. I expect that Mike Vrabel is going to try to play spoiler here. Derrick Henry is already over 1,000 yards and 11 touchdowns. But uh, I expect that they're going to play their guys and they're going to play hard in this game. DeAndre Hopkins, by the way, the wide receiver, the great wide receiver, he is over 1,000 yards. So they've already reached those milestones, Henry um, and, and DeAndre Hopkins. This feels like the type of game where the Titans come out and play well. I, oh, I would I bet be Jaguar fans of are, the Jaguars. Jaguar fans are scared S-less about this game. I can guarantee Yeah, that. I would imagine they would be. This feels like a Vrabel special if I've ever seen one, although I wasn't expecting them to get smashed by the Texans last week either. All right, one episode down, one to go. Make sure you check us out however you consume us, youtube.com. Slash Ross Tucker NFL. I know a lot of people watch on YouTube now or whatever podcast app you use. We got eight more games to get to in episode number two. Thanks for tuning in to Fantasy Feast. Make sure to also check out the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. <laughs>